Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. Today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Speed, who has a new release called 2020 Flex, which was released on June 12th via Flatspot Records. And right now I'm being joined by Jem, and we're going to be chatting about the two most recent tracks on 2020 Flex. We're going to be chatting about what the boys have been up to during their lockdown situation. What's the hot gossip that you were doing by yourself? That sounds kind of weird now that I say that out loud. I'm sorry, Jem. <laughs> No, no, apologize. <laughs> Thanks for having me, John. Absolutely. Great to have you on. Now, a dumb dog gets flogged. That just sounds so wrong on so many levels. I hope this is like a political tangent or something. Like, What what in the world is, is this song about? <clears throat> well, I mean, we're all in a crazy time right now. You know, the world's obviously in a pretty crazy situation. And I think, um, especially for my generation more than ever, we're seeing a huge political divide socially. And so this song is is largely about failed governments, failed leadership, taking your, putting your morals into action and leading um, through the steps that you put in, into practice. And um, I think that's that's uh, a sense of influence that's being lost a lot in the Western world, um, in Australia at least. Um, you know, this song was really largely spurred on by um, the failed leadership of our government in recent events um, and obviously the kind of flow and effect that has on society and yeah as I said before a lot part, a big part of society especially right now is very polarized politically um, and this is just pretty much saying that no matter which side you take um, compassion should always be at the forefront of any kind of meaningful action, any kind of meaningful leadership and um, just pull you, pretty much pull your head in <laughs> and um, make sure that you, you know, lead through the right way. Yeah. It's almost, it's interesting. Some, a thought that I've had, and this could be a very interesting debate, Jim, is we've almost like it's, we've reached a point where it actually isn't even political anymore. Either you're on the side of humanity or there's something that's just like happened to you as a child and we just haven't, you know, gotten over it. It really seems like what's dividing people is human rights or not caring about people. Mm. Well, I mean, I think that that's, that's the thing, right? It's you, a lot, a, a big, a big part of politics is this identity thing. People want something that they can align to. People want something that they can identify themselves with. You know, I, I want this, I believe in this, you know, I am, I am left wing, I am right wing, whatever it is. Um, but, at the end, of the, and and people will use, you know, their politics to mask whatever, whatever kind of agenda they have. But you know, I'm, what what, I'm, what what Speed is trying to preach, especially through these two songs, is especially through Adam Lovelace's flood, is compassion. As I said before, really must stand at the forefront of any kind of meaningful action. Um, look inside yourself. Look inside your actual intentions. Um, what is your stance? What is your view? And how does that being reciprocated through your actions? Um, and that's the that's the biggest thing it really comes down to is your intentions. So I think that it's even though politics are uh, pretty can be pretty complex. I think that this situation, um, sorry, this this paint fact is a uh, pretty black and white. Yeah. Now, actually, I'm looking at the lyrics for the track because it's available on the on the Bandcamp page, and. Mm. I mean, obviously, it's aggressive music, very aggressive music, but the lyrics as well are also pretty aggressive. I mean, it's it's really really taking a stand. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, 
this is just saying it how we would say it, right? Um, I think in I think I mean some people have brought up the lyrics before, and and especially the name. I mean, a lot of this is uh, I mean a common theme through not a common theme, but I guess just how we write how we write the lyrics is just based on how we talk normally, just Australian vernacular. It's just <laughs> you know if I was if I was if I saw some fool on the street and came up and started having a you know having a go at on on this topic. And it was to unfold in this way, you know, it's the kind of thing I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Australian slang. I, you guys talk and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? There are abbreviations for things I've never even known were words. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the common, that's the common way um, yeah, of how we talk. But, you know, I, 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 it, I, it's, a, it's been a, lyrically, it's also been a conscious decision, you know, to make sure that. Um, not, not just lyrically, but everything we do in speed has been very conscious to be authentic, um, to not hold back in terms of our identity and the way that we present ourselves. Um, something that we're very conscious of, actually, man, is that we're an Australian hardcore band. Um, and that's a big part of our identity as a band. So it's really important that the way that the lyrics come across is the way that we would normally speak or the way that we would just, you know, uh, I guess, put these kind of topics into words. Um, I think that a lot, a lot of, a lot of the time in all genres and subcultures, we look, but especially in hardcore, we look to America and that's really natural because that's the birthplace of what we do. You know, they're the forerunners for everything that we are, are influenced by. But at the same time, um, in that sense, I think in a lot of genres, especially hardcore throughout around the world, you know, it's really molded by American identity and people trying to copy what Americans say and, using that kind of thing and that's sweet but um it's a conscious decision for us to make sure that we're true to our roots and we're really speaking from authenticity um and that's this is just how we talk and it's really imp- I, I i think in my head you know uh, i'm writing the songs for me and my friends you know what i mean but it seems that nowadays especially through the amazing uh help of flat spot records getting a bigger reach for our music you know um People around the world, I guess, can learn a little bit of how we talk and then kind of identify a bit more with um, with our with our ways down here. So I thought that was a cool thing as well. Yeah, well, I mean, it's something that's come up quite a bit on the show is the, how all of a sudden it seems like anyway. I don't know if metal's really lost relevancy for a little bit, but all of a sudden this really angry metal about being oppressed by the man suddenly is really relevant right now. Hmm. Mm. You know, you mentioned, you know, the the birthplace of like hardcore, like, well, I mean, does everybody think that they were these angry metal bands came out of California because the weather was nice or these angry metal bands came out of New York because it's a great place to live because they're fucking angry. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) man, I mean, it's it's hardcore music, right? Like it's inherently violent in nature. It's inherently aggressive. Um, So I guess it's just natural that the delivery will come across the same way. Yeah. Exactly. Now, Devil You Know. I don't have any lyrics, so I don't know what this song is about, but apparently somebody I know called the devil, and I don't look at my left shoulder too much, so I don't know. But what is this track about? Is this similar as well, about uh, just, you know, current events? Very similar. I mean, like the first, the, the, A Dumb Dog Gets Flogged is pretty much, um, as I said before, it's about the polarization in society and making sure that you look to um, you look to your actual intentions and your morals, put them in place, you know, to show leadership. 
in uh, Devil You Know, this is largely it's very similar, but uh, more specifically about the hypocrisy that you can see in a lot of a lot of bigots and um, people who choose uh, who take the who, t- who really take the wrong stance on a lot of sides. Um, and it's essentially saying that one side or the other, you're always going to portray the opposing side in a negative light. You're always going to cast the other side as the devil. You're going to talk about them in or vilify the others because they don't align with your morals or your political stance. Um, but when you really bring it down to your intentions, you know, the way that you go about life and um, the actual morals which are championing your speech, I think people can uncover that what they're actually saying is very hypocritical and uh, it comes and um, rather than casting the others in a certain light, take a look at yourself first, you know. Um, what is the, what are the morals that you're trying to espouse, and is that actually being conveyed in what you're doing, or are you just acting out of fear and, in that sense, um, projecting that kind of uh, projecting that fear onto someone else, and in turn acting out of hatred? Making a lot of sense, Jim. I'm trying to. T- I think that with these songs, man, you know, there's a lot of people that'll come out with, especially in punk and hardcore bands, you know, and they'll be very specific. They'll say. This is exactly about this. This is like you know about the um, the war on this and or whatever. And you know these songs are instigated by events. Um, they're instigated by the political situation that's going on. But at the same time, man, um, try not to make some of the lyrics too specific uh, because they're applicable to, I guess, the, the broader society. And I want people to take their own meaning from it. But this is, I guess, this is in general terms. The, the meaning that I cast into the song. But yeah, it's largely about hypocrisy, man. Look into yourself first before you start to cut your judgment on others. And I think, as what I said before about um, projecting hatred, that's, it's a scary thing. You know, it's, 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 it's as humans, we're very, very, um, we're, we're products of, 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 of habit and behavior. And um, change is something that's scary, you know? Um, and it's okay to feel fear uh, when you when in, in when you see something changing in life, you know, um, you see society changing, and obviously right now we're going through a massive change in in many many ways. But um, but to turn that kind of fear into hatred, to start to vilify another human being, um, just because their views are different, um, just because they seem to be encroaching uh, on your sense of security, whatever that might be, you know. Um, it's that that's when it, things start to become dangerous. That's when you have the division stuff to take a, you know, another side and social progress will never occur unless there's unity, unless there's a common sense of understanding between people, you know what I'm saying? So, um, this song is largely about that. Yeah. Now I'm curious, did you guys specifically write this in time with what's been going on or was it written beforehand? And if so, have the tracks taken on new meaning for you guys? Yeah, well, we wrote these songs in January. We finished them in January this year. Um, so, I mean, at that time, we weren't really in coronavirus. Like, nothing was in lockdown as well before that. And um, I guess it was largely before, well, well before, uh, I guess, Black Lives Matters and a lot of the um, social revolution, quote-unquote, that's going on right now. So, um but I think that 
inherently speed is a band that start started out of a very clear cut a real clear cut mission. Um, we stand for anti racism. We're we embrace diversity. We embrace cultural identity. Um, we 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 speak out against toxic masculinity and just a lot of uh, social issues uh, uh, like that. And I think that just a lot of these issues have, have been prevalent for many, many, many generations. You know, a long time. Um, so we wrote these songs, you know, on, on, on some issues that are more or less timeless in our culture, in our society. But it just so happens that a lot of these things are coming to the forefront. And I mean, it makes sense right now, you know, we're in coronavirus, people are reflecting right now. So I think people, um, people are looking at, are forced to take a break and actually reflect on all the fucked up shit that's going on in the world right now. But also thinking about the world that they want to return to after this. And um, you hear heaps of people that are like, oh, I wanted to, can't wait for it to go back to normal, but it's not going to be normal after this, bro. You know, um, people have a taste for change now because they can see society disrupted, you know, from something like this. And now it's like, well, when the world goes back, this is how it's going to be. So I think it just makes sense that um, a lot of these issues that, you know, some of these issues that we just discussed, you know, it's coincidental that it's coming to the forefront now, but it does make sense that, for, to me at least, that um, it's uh, they're very topical at this point. Yeah, I think that you mentioned there that was it was really interesting is you know timeless. I think timeless was the word uh, that you had used that you know mm. these things hadn't happened yet, but they've always been there. And mm. I don't I don't know. I guess for sake of capitalism or I don't know what we just haven't been saying anything. But with capitalism relatively on hold and the earth starting to heal. Um, we're able to bring some of these issues to the forefront. And I know for myself, I'm definitely concerned that how many people are going to be eager to uh, go back to destroying the earth just so they can make a couple of bucks after we've basically proved the important things in life over the last three, four months. Mm. I mean, I, that's just human nature, right? But um, I guess that's just part of what we meet our responsibility as human beings. If you're empowered with, the education to know what's right. If you're empowered as an individual or, or a group or even a culture or a movement that has a vision that's strong enough that you really believe in, you know, it's important that you, you, you armor yourself with that. You equip yourself with that and you fight for it. And, um, that's a big thing that these songs are about as well, as much as they are, um, talking down or, um, kind of talking out, speaking out against a lot of these issues, these songs are a big GR for the people who are fighting for them, you know, um, because I think the biggest thing in this world as well, you know, as you're saying, people are going to go back and they just kind of start fucking around with our shit again. And it, with, with disregard to, I guess the healing, as you mentioned, that has some of the healing that's been going on. But, um, um, the most important thing is that, um, well, and a real important thing that we want to put out there is that despite the feeling of helplessness, you know, every kind of incentive that you might have, any kind of vision or, um, or, or uh, urge that you might have towards social progression is valid. You know, if you have a belief, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by those who are going out there, you know, comedians who are raising $14 million in like three days, you know, for, for a bushfire relief or you know, a hardcore band that raises $10,000 in a day for Black Lives Matter, you know, those things inspire me for sure. But what else inspires me is, you know, the kid who has thought his whole life that 
his voice doesn't matter. He's grown up in you know a sheltered first generation Asian family, but has the has the the courage to speak out and sit down with his parents and say you know these are my views and this is what I think is right in life you know and have those difficult conversations. Those kind of things are those small acts of um, of justice and and I guess um, a courage are other things that are real inspiring to me. So so these songs are yeah as I said a G up to those to people to keep fighting the good fight and believe in what you think. Believe in what you think is right and, 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 and believe in who you think you are as well and stand up for that. Very cool. Now, I guess my next question is, Jen, with these two tracks having been released recently, uh, what's what's the plan? What should we expect coming down the line? More uh, singles or maybe an EP or an album coming up? Well, these two songs, initially, man, we actually just had them as like a promo. We were going to just put out a promo tape and just... They're just two songs, you know, that were just going to be a lead up to, to the bigger thing. And then when we partnered up with Flatspot, it was awesome that they took us on their wing and then um, it came out the way it's come out. But um, the plan is, yeah, we've got an EP in the works that's going to come out um, later. Uh, I guess, obviously, coronavirus put a big span in the works with a lot of plans, but, but that's cool because we've just been working on it still. Um, we're working towards the first show that's going to come back. Um, we've got a bunch of plans for that, whenever that's going to be. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a, there's definitely a bigger release that's, that's um, on the horizon after 2020 flex. Okay, perfect. Now, something we've chatted about quite a bit here, a little bit, is the lockdown and quarantine and all that jazz. Um, now, is... Pretty much you guys have been working on is making sure that this flex 20, uh, the 2020 flex is that it is you know, marketed and all that? Um, or has there been some other stuff that you guys have been up to during this time? Um, well, it, we've been really lucky, man, because we had these two songs ready. Uh, well, we had these two songs prepared before lockdown, so we were able to go into this period with, you know, something that we can put out and something that you can kind of work on. Um, but we've still been writing this whole time for, for the next release. Um, we're we're a, a, a relatively new band. We, we put out our demo in October last year, so we've, We've been a band for less than a year. We've actually only really played six shows. And like four of those shows were like literally like the couple, like like in the space of a week before lockdown. Um, so we, we haven't really had much of a chance to tour. We had all these plans that we, that we're excited for. But, you know, these are things that we're just uh, putting on hold and just working on what we can now. So at the moment, it's just about keeping excitement, keeping people engaged Um you know, keeping putting our heads together with other bands, other labels, uh, promoters, people who are running zines, just everyone involved in hardcore in, in Australia, putting our heads together, uh, thinking what we can do, what we can improve for the for when shows come back and when we can keep the the wheels turning again. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Jem, is there anything else that you wanted to chat about that I did not bring up? No, man. I think you I think you covered it. I think you covered it. Thanks so much for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for then coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast. It's a pleasure. Appreciate it. First time speaking to a Canadian about speed, so that's sick. <laughs>